And United Nations and aid groups are calling for countries to reconsider their decision to suspend funding for the UN Refugee Agency for Palestinians. Ten countries, including top donors like the US and Germany, have paused funding following allegations by Israel that some UNRWA staff were involved in the deadly October 7th Hamas attacks on Israel. New Zealander Hector Sharp works for UNRWA and says having countries pull funding is devastating. UNRWA is the only humanitarian agency with the staff infrastructure and assets to deliver the kind of aid uh, at scale in Gaza. Um, and we've been doing this for 75 years, um, so we're quite quite good at it. And in Gaza, we have nearly 2 million people of the 2.3 million residents completely dependent on UNRWA for their daily shelter, food and survival. And at the moment, we're, you know, as the world has watched, we are staring at a man-made famine uh, with most parents skipping meals to feed their children. So this loss of funding comes at a time where UNRWA is a lifeline for millions of people and cutting that lifeline is, as the Secretary General put it, akin to collective punishment, uh, which is why we're urging the countries that have cut the funding to reverse those decisions. Looking at Israel's allegations that a dozen of the UNRWA staff were involved in in those attacks on October 7th, did that come as a shock? Yeah, these allegations did come as a shock. United Nations employees must remain neutral, independent and impartial. Uh, but what I will say is that UNRWA, as a humanitarian agency, we don't have a police force, we don't have an intelligence service or a criminal justice capacity. So we have no authority to monitor what our staff do outside their work. Um, but I, we also don't work in a vacuum. Our staff are drawn from a population which is under ongoing occupation, and we are aware of the neutrality risks that this pose, poses, and, and that's why we share the names of our staff with uh, the host countries, including Israel. And I'm aware that the names of the individuals against whom these allegations were made were shared multiple times with Israel, and we did not receive any intelligence, any indication from them of their involvement in militant groups. And I I also would like to add, to put it in the context, that we have 13,000 staff in Gaza. We're talking about allegations against 12 of those employees, and without in any way excusing their conduct, and noting that they were immediately terminated and an investigation was launched. Numbers-wise, this step would be the equivalent of defunding the 10,000-strong New Zealand police force for the criminal actions of 10 officers. Do you think it's an overreaction from those countries that have suspended their funding? I think it's a very serious issue, and they're right to express concern. But in the current context... Uh, making a decision without waiting for the results of that investigation is the wrong decision. Uh, and a number of countries have expressed that as well. For example, Ireland and Norway um, have, have issued very strong statements for support of the work that we're doing. You're in Geneva at the moment, but you'd have a lot of contact with people still on the ground in Gaza. What are you hearing in terms of the conflict from those people there? Yeah, it's particularly hard to be out of Gaza at this time uh, when my colleagues and my friends, uh, I, I feel a very strong connection to them and, and, and uh, empathy for what they're going through. I, when I left in December, the situation was bad. Uh, the schools that, and the shelters that I visited, uh, the living conditions were inhumane and starvation was already a factor then. 
the reports I get now um, on a daily basis are that it's deteriorating further um, and the the efforts to bring aid in and distribute it within Gaza are becoming harder given the number of unexploded ordinances that are laying on the, along the road, the debris, the obstruction of roads and the, the continuing bombardment. Um, so I, I didn't think it would be possible, but I, I hear that it's worse uh, than when I left, which is which is quite shocking to think. That's New Zealander Hector Sharp, who works for UNRWA. New Zealand provides $1 million annually to UNRWA, and in a statement, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade says it is planning a contribution this year, but the situation is always assessed before payments are made.